Greetings. All right. Greetings, fellow Earthlings. This is Dave Smith with another episode of And Another Thing with With Dave. Dave. Tonight we've got a good friend Tony Schultz on the line again. Thanks for joining us, Tony. Yeah, great to be here with. So, uh, yeah, what, what's on your mind this evening? Um, last time we left off, we were talking about the economy and climate change. Do you, you want to do a wrap on that or you got something, you got something pressing? Well, we were talking about just, just a few minutes ago is, you know, how this certain group of people seem to, they find whatever goes on with their glorious leader is always right. And so many times it's because, well, the other guy was bad. Like, why does that justify what's happening now? Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. It's uh, the blame game. Like, why does it matter what the other guy did wrong? That's not a good argument for your guy doing the same thing. It's it doesn't it's doesn't it remind you of like elementary school? Well, that's I mean, isn't that just the path towards total corruption? (laughs) We're not calling we're not calling anybody out on anything because, well, oh, no, that guy did it. No, I just you know, there's a plenty of bias to go around, Dave. Okay, we all have our biases. You know, we we all seem to think that, you know, we're right and the other guy's wrong. You know, we all like to be right. You know, that's that's, you know, a major deal. But when it comes down to it and we talk to, you know, people that support, say, Donald Trump, for instance. They can never find any fault in this guy. So many of them anyway, you know, and I'm watching Steve Bannon on Bill Maher show the other night and Dave, they're talking about um, the debt and the deficit. And Steve Bannon throws out that old line, well, the economic growth will somehow outstrip the deficit. It'll t- be taken care of by economic growth. And it's like, well, that never seems to work. And yet that's this belief within the Republican. I mean, Dave, how many times have they, they told you trickle-down economics helps the poor and working-class people? And we know that it really doesn't. Yeah, after what, how many years? Since the 80s. 40, you know? And when I'm hearing Steve Bannon say this, and of course it's a very liberal audience in Bill Maher, right? And But they're starting to laugh, and I'm just thinking, well, this is why I don't vote Republican. It's not because I'm so biased, and, you know, I I need somebody with a D next to their name. You know what I mean? That's just not it. But for some, right. so it seems, Dave, if it's a guy with an R next to his name, that's their guy, you know. And I yeah. just, I, I don't, I don't get this mentality. What policies work? Now you're talking about you're doing, um, putting together some clips, you know, and and for your podcast, so you can go into these certain clips and and make a point. I think it's great, Dave. I would love to be in this, you know, be able to do this and show, okay, you're saying this about Donald Trump and you don't believe it. Okay, here's him saying this or somebody from his administration saying a specific thing. And then we can go, here's the policy. Okay, here's the result. So we can totally get away from, I heard this, I believe this. Let's just boil it down to pure, unadulterated fact. Alternative facts? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's are, you accepting, are you accepting alternative facts as well no i couldn't agree with you more tony um i don't understand and and, and, and so i'm not just bashing on trump or um, republicans here what pisses me off even more because i know what to expect from them what pisses me off more is the democratic party standing in the way of the leading candidate and of the progressive movement in general mm-hmm. And at the heart of that are these any blue will do people, right? Well, any blue got you fricking Hillary Clinton last time. And that in turn got us Donald Trump. So any blue clearly won't do. How about like the overwhelming leader of the people? Um, yeah. You know, like 
I was going back and forth with somebody on Facebook. It, you know, they're like, we need to stick together behind the Democratic Party. I was like, you know what? F the Democratic Party. If there was a Republican running that had Bernie Sanders platform, I'd vote Republican. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck who the person is, what their sexual orientation is, you know, how they look or what kind of suit they wear, what their labels are. I care about the policies and how they affect me as, you know, basically a blue collar working person. Anybody that says, Dave, that, that, you know, aligns itself with a party that a spokesperson of theirs comes out and says, well, he had alternative facts. (laughs) You know, doesn't that make you question your loyalty toward it. And Dave, why are you loyal? Why would anybody be loyal to a particular politician or a party? I don't understand at all. As soon as they have one policy that doesn't work for you, you should start questioning them. You should always be questioning them. Always. They're holding their feet to the fire. With a healthy skepticism, Dave. Yeah. I'm a big Bernie Sanders fan, as you know, and anybody that listens has listened to a couple of our, our podcasts our previous podcast knows I'm a big supporter of Bernie Sanders. You know, I'm an Elizabeth Warren progressive type guy, but if they come up with policies, Dave, and we go, we get a couple of years into the administration and those policies aren't working. I'm going to admit that those policies don't work. I don't think Barack Obama was a terrible president. I think in a lot of ways he was a good president, but I won't sit here and shy away from the fact that there were several things he didn't do well. That he's well, seen yeah. mistakes and things weren't perfect. Can I name but, a couple? So sure. Barack Obama, the drone bomber in chief, he started our drone bombing program. He had a list of targeted assassinations that he would personally a- approve every morning. And some of those led to like, you know, to take out this one guy. Oops. Well, we accidentally got the entire wedding party. Um, things like that. Whole families. Yeah. These are these sound like war crimes to me. Right, He's right. Like, but then but then he got the fucking Nobel Peace Prize. So go figure. Um, wow. But then he t- right. Unbelievable. He took us from two wars to seven, I believe. Bombing, you know, secret bombing campaigns in different countries. Um, oh, right. yeah, with not actual boots on the ground, just more bombs dropping. Yep. But but actual full on military interventions. Really? And he started the Syria campaign. But by the time we knew about the Syria campaign, it had been going on seven years. Um, You know, Libya, that was under his watch, right? Um, Egypt, uh, Somalia, of course, Afghanistan, Iraq. Well, Um, yeah, we were already in Afghanistan and Iraq, and he... but he continued that fiasco. And and that's where I would say, Dave, because he did come in promising to end wars, and he Right. Well, he did. And, and we're calling him on it. And he didn't end the torture program. He did not close Guantanamo. As a matter of fact, he was the worst president ever in our history as far as prosecuting journalists. And um, he was tough on whistleblowers on whistleblowers. Thank you. That's right. the term I was looking for. Right. Um, and he also actually built the detention facilities on the border that Trump's being blamed for using now. Those were plenty. actually built on Obama's watch. Plenty um, of things. Plenty of things, wrong. but the big, but the big one, like you named it, he had the chance to be the FDR of our generation and put the dagger through the hearts of the banks that had totally screwed our our economy, uh, betrayed people's trust and faith, and taken their bank accounts and their homes. In fifty-five million cases, people lost their homes. Unbelievable. And instead of restructuring the entire economy and making sure there were no companies that were too big to fail, he, you know, gave him an attaboy, bailed them out. And now all of those banks are even bigger than they ever were. So and then immediately after after he got out of office, he started making speeches on Wall Street for like 400 bucks, 400,000 bucks for like a half hour speech. So like, thanks. Thanks yeah, for the like, no prosecution, little payola. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a little little investigative journalism on how these 
people make so much money for these speaking fees? Are they selling enough tickets to make it worth it? Or is there something that they did before? It, it always ties to there's something they did before. And that's a thank you very much for that policy. Yeah, I would like to know more about that. So like with the Clintons, it was basically a pay to play. Um, you know, you, Bill Clinton does a, does a speech, you pay him 500 grand and then Hillary passes favorable as legislation for you two months later. And they were, they were outed for doing that like four or five times. So once again, I'm outing them, you know, seedy, corrupt, shitty, uh, Democrats. I'm not just harping on Republicans. I'm harping on corruption. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's that whole thing again, where, for some reason, though, that we've got the party in power now and some of those fans, no matter what it is, I mean, you know, 25 different women now have accused Donald Trump of sexual misconduct and or rape. Yeah. And yet they'll sit there and tell you right to their face, right to your face that all those women must be lying. They're just out to get his money. It's like it couldn't possibly be that. I saw somebody today posted on Facebook that Trump is a hero for fighting pedophilia worldwide. I was like, excuse me? He was named in the Epstein case. We're like, what, are you, what planet are you living on? He flew on the Lolita Express multiple times. The guy's <laughs> plane who's a convicted pedophile and sex trafficker. <laughs> yeah. And it's oddly enough, crazy. after that was outed, after it was outed that he and Clinton were on that plane, eh, two weeks later, the guy ends up dead in prison. Imagine that. Under very suspicious circumstances, and that was widely reported. Yeah. So this is not just something I, I read on the internet on some God knows what site, but, you know, this is like, what, didn't they, the, the coroner say specifically that this doesn't look like a suicide. <laughs> I mean, I think it was that specific. Oh, it was the uh, the ex-head coroner of New York City went on record after the autopsy was released with x-rays and everything. And he said he put his record on the line. You know, my professional experience tells me this is definitely not a suicide. This is more in line with a homicide strangulation from the back that I, you know, it's common. Yeah. And, you know, but again, it's like, can we just be honest about Donald Trump's track record? Like, this is the, who you, you vote for Republicans. This is the guy that this is, you look at certain things like this and you say, that's my guy. I well, just, but I feel the same way about Hillary supporters, especially now. Right. But some of some people, some Hillary supporters still don't admit that, she stole the primary from Bernie. I mean, that's been proven so long ago. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, the the head of the DNC uh, was on TV earlier today, and I'm looking at this guy and I'm going, are you guys going to stand in the way of Bernie Sanders again? Or really? You're going to try to tear this guy down? for what? What is the purpose of that? Like, why? Right. Because you, he's not taking enough corporate money. The policies you think are you, the donors are going to flee if you do this. I mean, I, I just. I think you're giving them too much credit. I think they're absolutely bought and paid for, and they're hell bent on having a centrist, which is why Bloomberg entered the race. And one report I was reading today online was saying they believe, I think it was the gray zone. They believe that if the DNC is so hell-bent against Bernie that if, come, if it comes down to Bernie or Trump, that the DNC would actually support Trump over Bernie. To keep all that money flowing. Bernie yep. scares people. You know, pro- Hardcore progressives, they call them the crazy left and too far left. Well, the reason I think a lot of the people think of them as too far left is because we don't want to get big money out of politics. There's too many people making big money on this. Exactly. Both sides of the aisle. Involved. Both sides of the aisle. Yeah. You know, we know so many of these people are are millionaires, if not billionaires, right? All of them are just, or so it seems, with with a few exceptions of people like Bernie, 
and Elizabeth Warren and Buttigieg. And you figure some of those people that aren't already millionaires that are involved in, in, in politics at that level, Dave, well, they want to be millionaires someday. You know what I mean? So Yeah, over 50% of our Congress people are millionaires. So that's got to change right there because, you know, I forget what politician of ours it was back in the day, but they said, you know, that the only way to get rich in politics is through corruption. Well, there's also, there's also a clip, if I'd like you to look up and, and, and put on, on your list um, with your, your wonderful technical skills is Lindsey Graham saying, we don't pass this tax cut. Our donors are out of here. Right. It's not a verbatim quote from Lindsey Graham, but that's basically what he said. And he said it right out in the open. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, you guys want to keep this gravy train running? Yeah. You better pass right. this tax cut. And there's another thing, Dave, that I can't seem to convince any Trump supporters that I talk to is that, folks, this tax cut that he told you was a middle class tax cut, then he told you it wasn't going to help people like him. Both of those were absolute lies. And absolute, complete lies. Even acknowledge that. Like, nope, yeah. he didn't. Nope, these are great tax cuts for us. And Dave, you know, there's a lot of things wrong with the Democratic Party. You know where I'm going with this. A lot of things wrong with the Democratic Party. But as far as reality goes, Republicans are not dealing in reality anymore, Dave. I mean, well, let me just interject a couple of things there, because um, Robert Reich has two great videos on YouTube. Um, one of them is Trump's economy, and it breaks down the reality of it. Didn't I uh, post that recently? I think I posted I one you. on that re- recently, yeah. I believe you did, yeah. And then another one is Trump's 30 biggest broken promises. Yes. And they're both just <laughs> a must-see for anybody who's just, you know, idolizing this guy. You know, like, it's unbelievable. It's all rhetoric. Like, why, if you're not a millionaire or a billionaire, why do you think this guy is so great? What is it yeah. about him that is so great? I mean, I, I, I get the idea. I get the idea of it. Like, fuck the establishment. Fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck career politicians. Fuck the swamp. Drain the swamp. I get the idea of it. But he's not doing any of it. <laughs> he's, got the, he's got the most billionaires in his White House of any president of all time. He's filled the swamp with a bunch of nasty swamp creatures. Um, you know, he's directly, directly benefiting from, you know, policies that he's passing. He's getting rich while in office. I mean, it seems like to me, Dave, that the emoluments clause at some point that that is the Democrats have got to make more out of that, Dave. Well, there has to be a reason they didn't, right? Because that would have actually been a successful impeachment. But some stupid phone call about Ukraine, like, you got to be kidding me. Well, you know, see, I, don't, I don't think the phone call from Ukraine was stupid. I just think the emoluments thing is just so blatant. Yeah. You can all understand that, right? So, How that- so there has to be a reason. Why didn't they go forward? Well, yeah. there has to be a bunch of corruption on the Democratic side, right? Yeah, maybe you just don't want to turn over that rock. You know, you, right. turn over that rock, you find a lot of bugs. Right. Maybe. I bet that's what it was. Or, that's what it was. or, Dave, I would like to throw this in there. Maybe they're saving that one. Well, wouldn't that be nice? But, <laughs> maybe I mean, they're yeah. saving that hey, one. They're acquitted, right? You know, just like, yeah, but, you know, there's no reason why, just say if Trump wins another term, God forbid, but the Democrats take the Senate, right? And then all yeah. of a sudden you go, okay, well, now we have this other evidence and, it, and it's out there, Dave. And, and, and remember, Trump said he called it the phony emoluments thing. It's not phony. I'm pretty sure there's an emoluments clause that says you can't profit yeah, off your totally. office. You, can't well, you know it. what I'm excited about is, is Cenk uh, Younger running for Congress in L.A., if he gets in, 
his whole thing is to out corruption on both sides of the aisle. Oh, boy. How's he going to keep from getting shot? Well, that's a great fucking question. But yeah, um, that's that is so dang. I mean, I, I love the idea, Dave. I yeah. think we need more of that. Um, I'm just I well, hope we've seen what happens. Man's safety. We've seen what happens if you get more than 50,000 people to follow you. Yeah. I mean, you just, you know, you look at what's going on in the DNC with Bernie, as, as we were talking about, Dave. I just, you know, because talk about yes. somebody that's going to upset the apple cart. Yeah. Stay out of the public, please, Bernie. You know, but here, here's the, the thing about it, though, David. It, Definitely so no convertibles. Say they don't want the establishment, you know, they're anti establishment. And I know Bernie's been a politician for a long time. But so many of his policies, Dave, specifically the one to get big money out of politics, right, and take away power from the very, very elite. I mean, that's isn't that what's really up, upsetting the apple cart? Isn't if you're anti-establishment, wouldn't he be your guy? Is it's just okay. because he's been in politics for so long that makes yeah. him just part of part of the whole machine? Doesn't seem no, like well, the- I- well, I think I think we, I've heard a few pundits talking about um, the fact that Bernie's probably going to get some Trump supporters because of the fact that they're disenfranchised with the thirty broken promises, and they're looking at Bernie chugging away with the same old fucking message, you know. And you know he's not establishment because you can see the establishment trying to screw him at every turn, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and just look at we look at his track record and the way he's voted on things, Dave. And I, I've been watching Bernie Sanders and listening to him for many years, as you know, through the Tom Hartman program on Free Speech TV. And I, I, I tell anybody that's listening, Tom Hartman, Free Speech TV. I think he's a he's a great source for this type of information. But yeah. Bernie is not an, an establishment guy. He just at isn't. all. These do not follow the establishment and the, the status quo. No. He is not. He's got a 30-year track record of consistency. Point to anybody else that has that. Um, and, and a big thing. Somebody was like, oh, well, Bernie can't get shit done. Right? Well, you know what? You know what his nickname was? The Amendment King. Because <laughs> Bernie, and this is went with a Republican House and a Republican Senate. Bernie got more amendments passed than any other member of Congress. But here, here's the thing that you're, we're fighting against here, David, because no matter what fact that is that you have right there, Trump supporters and the Trump administration is going <laughs> to say they don't do any. He calls them the do-nothing Congress day, for instance. And, oh, they're so busy with Russia and they're so busy with Ukraine, they can't get... Well, actually, Dave, there was like a hundred bills sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk that he just won't sign. Yeah, it was a so stack eighteen inches high. Yeah, it's it's so it's just not true that they can't walk and chew gum at the same time. No, just Mitch McConnell. You're working on one thing doesn't mean you can't work on something else. Correct. Mitch McConnell is actually inhibiting the function of the government. I would say that's an act of treason. He's sabotaging the function of the government by refusing to do his job. So he's favoring one party over another by refusing to do his job and submit those bills to to the Senate. And, you know, Dave, you think about what these guys are called to do. And they're supposed to be strict observers of the Constitution, right? Yeah, they're corporate shills. And yet when it comes to you know, a Supreme Court justice, Mitch McConnell won't even let it go to a vote. Merrick Garland was Obama's pick. It was a what... Um, and he put off the appointment, right? He put off the appointment. Um, um, yeah. Scalia, so Anton Scalia died a year before the next election, and Mitch McConnell just said, oh, well, we're going to let the voters decide. Well, the voters have already decided. Obama right. won the last election. He's got yeah. a year. Here's his pick. You got to at least vote. He did. And Mitch McConnell just said, "No." Once again, can no make me. Once again, he's a corrupt bastard. Hang him high, off with his head, Moscow, Mitch. 
Putin's little bitch, you know, <laughs> on and on and on. The guys, I would love to see his ugly little turkey neck in a in a noose at a, like a public hanging for crimes oh, against crimes against the state. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not going to be you know part and parcels of that, but I sure would like to see him get beat the next time you know he runs. I mean, I just oh, can't, God, yeah, I can't understand Dave why. <laughs> Remember when the Republicans used to be everything was about the Constitution and a strict adherence to the Constitution? Yeah, now it's interpreting the Constitution. Well, but Trump is in. There's no interpretation, Dave. Mitch McConnell's action, Donald Trump's action on this Ukraine scandal in going into that, uh, um, this going into the Senate and having no witnesses and blocking documents and witnesses from Ted. Dave, there's no interpretation of that. That's against the Constitution. Yeah. You don't need to be a you don't need to be a constitutional scholar to know that. Yeah. I, but again, we get back to that whole thing, Dave, of oh well, it's, it's our guy now. See, our guy's here now. So whatever right. he does, okay. Man, and once again, they all piss me off because Mitch McConnell, he's worth a hundred million, all just because of corruption. Nancy Pelosi, she's worth a hundred million, all because of corruption. You know, it's it's disgusting. Yeah, what are what are these guys? Are these guys professional athletes? Are, are they are they movie stars? They're professional sell. They're professional sellouts. So they, t- they they tell us one thing and then they turn around and give another. So you know what? They make more money than Tom Cruise and Tom Brady. How do they do this? It's amazing. Here's, here's a great point that was pointed out um, by a couple people online. So. Pelosi during the State of the Union address, you know, she made her big, a big stink um, during the State of the Union by tearing up his speech, right? Right. On camera. And like, oh, it's a big, you know, act of defiance or whatever. Well, when Trump announced that Guaido, the Trump appointed leader of Venezuela that was never in an election, never won an election. Trump just announced him the leader of Venezuela and that the democratically elected guy is a you know a traitor and a blah 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 and this and that. He had Guaido at his freaking State of the Union, and all the Democrats stood up and gave him a fucking standing ovation. This is a guy who the CIA tried to foment a coup with and it failed. And all the Democrats are standing up applauding their mercenary. Like what? So it sounds crazy. So the whole impeachment thing was just a three ring circus. Some people are saying to distract a Bernie had to be in those impeachments as a Senate member, you have to be there. Mm -hmm. So it took him, it took him off the campaign trail it distracted everybody, right? That's that's an opinion floating around that, that I'm pretty fond of. <laughs> well, my whole thing is if you have a trial and you don't have witnesses and what you're kind blocked, of yeah. what kind of trial you and you say, like, oh yeah, we have these documents. Well, and the Congress says, Okay, we want you to hand over these documents, and you say no, isn't that obstruction of justice? I, I don't understand why that's legal. Well, you, well it's, you, actually, you, it's actually not legal. You try that in court and tell me how it goes over. <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't feel like it, Judge. Well, you know what? All right. You're going to jail. I mean, David, where, where are we at now when the they can just say these things out loud? I fired Comey over the Russia thing. Or get a, what? What did um, the, uh, one, the one of the spokesperson said? Uh, hey, this kind of stuff happens all the time. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> like this is how we do things here. What are you fucking stupid? This is how we do things around here. Like when did that become okay? And why, know, why are we normalizing this? Like, it's crazy. The Democrats have been creeping the party right since what? Since Clinton, I guess, right? He kind of started the whole thing as a centrist. And, uh, and they've been sliding right ever since. 
you know, Obama took it further right. Hillary would have take, carried it even further. You know, now you have people convinced that we need a quote-unquote centrist to go up against Trump when actually running a centrist against him is what gave Trump the victory because nobody wants the status quo. Trump's people don't want status quo, and nobody else does either. But yet we get this, and we have, we're fighting over who's going to be slightly to the right and who's going to be further to the right. Yeah. Oh, and have you you've heard all the you've heard all the corruption around haven't you? Well, I've heard, you know, Bernie talk about that he's taking big donor money, but that's not unusual for most politicians. Oh no, 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 no. It's deeper than that. So he's got CIA ties. He um one of the main investors, so what is it? One of his campaign advisors, the, their wife is the developer of the app that was supposed to count the ballots that fucked it all up. Um, also, Buttigieg, the campaign itself, do, donated $64,000 to the app. Um, there's DNC ties to the app. There's Clinton camp ties to the app. It goes really deep. Um, yeah, and then dark dark money like CIA money possibly tied to it. I mean, the app is called Sh- Shadow, right? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Not a good name for things that are supposed to be out in the out in the open and you know up everything above board. Shadow's not a good name, Doesn't right? And with that at all, when a newspaper in Iowa asked them. Um, you know, about the app and, you know, how it's going to be brought out and everything. They said, no, sorry, we can't tell you anything about it. Yeah, that just, that really doesn't make the Democrats look good when they can't. Yeah, well, the vote's in, but we can't tell you who won because we don't know. It doesn't yeah. look good. It and then they were going to what? Then they released 71% of the vote and the DNC said they wanted to recount the remaining votes it got really weird where the DNC and then the head of the DNC called for a complete recount, a re-canvas, meaning a complete recount, and have the DNC count all the ballots. Um, but luckily, apparently, Bernie's camp had their own app. So each each caucus was apparently keeping track of their votes with, with Bernie's own app. Um knowing that the DNC was going to try to totally screw him again. Yeah, it sounds pretty messy. Oh, it's you super know, messy. And this just doesn't, you know, God, I, I, I certainly want a Democrat to beat Trump, whoever it is. I do want want that. But um, this doesn't look good as far as, you know, a quality organization. <laughs> right. This doesn't look very good. And the no, sad part no. about it, Dave, is, that you know, just to be honest, like they're you know, Bernie may pull off some of those former Trump voters, you know, guys that voted for Trump, but those would be from the independent camp, right? Because the polls show, and I know these are just polls, but ninety percent of Republicans just absolutely worship Donald Trump. It's wow. just, it's they are united, the Democrats are divided, and. Going forward, Dave, and I remember I talked to you, you know, a few days ago, and I told you, it really kind of just bums me out. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, with the economy staying as good as it is, and I know the underlying theme of the economy, underlying things of the economy are bad, but the basic economy is doing well, and everybody's perception of it is that it's going well. Do you really see this guy getting beat in in November? That's, I don't know what the odds makers have it right now, Dave, but I'm sure he is a big favorite to win right now. Um, actually, Bernie's polling higher than he is, according to, what was it, Forbes and Politico. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the one I remember is like 53 to 49, Bernie, Bernie to Trump. Yeah, I hope that holds up. So <laughs> I really do. I hope Bernie gets the nomination. 
So do I, but what I, you know, but I'm not, you know, not holding my breath. I'm, the DNC's not going down without a fight. You know, yeah. Bloomberg has said he'll spend a billion dollars to make sure Trump isn't elected. And I heard Tom Steyer say something similar to that, that he, no matter who the nominee is on the Democratic side, that Steyer would throw his money and um, his support behind them in right, order to but, beat Trump. But I also I think what that means is that they'll spend part of that to defeat Bernie, too. I think. <laughs> because, I mean, you know, if you're Tom Steyer and you're Mike Bloomberg, a vote for Bernie means higher taxes for you. That's right. what I mean for them, yeah. for those millionaires. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, most millionaires are billionaires. Sorry. Sorry. Didn't want to shortchange these guys. But um, that's what progressive policies mean. Your, your businesses are going to be much more regulated and your taxes are freaking going up. So that's the point. And I just, really? Most most people that have millions and billions of dollars, Dave, that's not really what they're interested in, is higher taxes. Yep. So. It takes a few rare... Oh, oh, I saw a new one today that Soros was a major investor in the app that screwed the Iowa account. Oh, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, so he's back from the dead, fucking with shit. <laughs> well, Unbelievable. It's, it's you know, one of our, you know, and you've heard me say this for a million years, but, uh, you know, the, the whole thing is, what, what, what are the numbers I heard not too long ago, Dave, was like 400 families combined for half of all the money put into politics? Like 400 families. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dave, I'm out here in Pittsburgh, California, and we could do that on, you know, I don't know, within a five or six block radius, I think we could do 400 families. Right. You know what I mean? It's not that many. You can think about, you know. You could fit them in one large ballroom. (laughs) You could fit them in one large ballroom. And how did that get to be legal? Why wow. do we? Why do we accept this? They bought, they bought our laws. <laughs> you know, it's like what did they call them? The banksters back in the twenties? Is that what, what was? Uh, that? Well, that's that's Tom Hartman calls them that. He's been calling them that for years. Yeah, I love that term, banksters and gangsters, and you know, they're running the whole show. And but again, Dave, how did Trump supporters get so suckered into thinking? That he was going to change all that, and he was their champion. When he is, when he himself is a billionaire, why? Yeah. But you know, and you look at the policies that have been going on here. I mean, we all heard the the recording when he was at the at restaurant when he told them, "Yeah, we're going to get your taxes down." And he's at the twenty the twenty one club in New York, which is yeah, you're all going to be a whole lot richer after this. And yet we have, you know, um, these individuals that no matter what, they just go along with it and they think it's great. And it's hard for me not to think, Dave, that a major part of his appeal was just the racist rhetoric. That, well, that was a big course. part of the appeal. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that's played in any time our economy has been sketchy or jobs have been short or whatever politicians have pulled that out going back hundreds of years in this country to you know the irish people being demonized the italian immigrants being uh, you know vilified the chinese the mexicans the polish it just doesn't matter you just pick one and then we'll use it for political expediency but this one dave came on the heels of an economy that was okay. There were people that were worried about it. Certainly. And things you peel back the onion, like we always talk about, there are things that are bad, but it wasn't like everything sucked. I mean, yeah, there had the been another 11. There hadn't been like, you know, gang rapes at the border. You know, there hadn't been anything crazy. 
but then he just starts talking as if there had been. Well, like, remember yeah, the, the Muslims are coming for you, and all those Mexicans are, are rapists and drug addicts, right? Well, there, there's another one, Dave. I, you know, I, I'd love you to, to put your your talents to get all the things about the caravan and all the, the different things these Republican pundits and politicians and Donald Trump himself were telling us that they're literally coming to get us. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on the caravan. You know what that really turned out to be? <laughs> Is people fleeing from, so, from, from war, basically, from their war-torn country as, as a backlash of our CIA fucking with their government 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. They've been all unstable and fucked up ever since. You know, so Honduras has totally fallen apart. So people were fleeing, but for their lives, you know, you people were telling like if you had a young boy, they would tell you like your 14 year old's going to join my gang or we're going to kill all of you. We're going to kill a whole family. Yeah. And they're, you know, and the Trump administration is talking about these people like they're coming to get us. You know, they're fleeing for their lives. And then Shepard Smith comes on Fox News and I. I'm I'm sorry that he's not there anymore, Dave, because at least there's been a handful of times where he's been the voice of reason. He literally comes on there and says, these people are not coming to get you. They are nowhere near the border right now. There is nothing to worry. I mean, Dave, it was literally like this surreal moment. Yeah. Because Fox News, right-wing media in general, the Trump administration, was talking about, like, they're coming to kill you. Right. And he pretty much had to talk these people off the roof, Dave. He had to talk to put their guns away. I mean, this was like, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm seeing this in a modern. One, one person actually did go down and help the Border Patrol and he shot an immigrant. So he did. He, he revved up people into a murderous fervor. Then I watched another documentary. This other chick robbed and killed some people because she thought they were immigrant drug smugglers, but it just turned out the guy was selling pot, like, you know, for some side money. <laughs> and, and she thought, oh, these scumbag, these scumbag illegal immigrants, I'm going to take their money and I'm going to, uh, and their drugs, and I'm going to fight illegal immigration with it. Well, now she's a murderer, and the people that she killed were totally fucking innocent because she got all worked up into that fervor definitely linked to Republican rhetoric? Derangement syndrome. Trench derangement syndrome. God, this is, that is so scary. I mean, Dave, you talk about fake news. But, but does, let me just interject in the, the caravan thing. So 98 or 99% of them went to the legal border seeking asylum. Following the law uh, uh, that we set forth, like, go here, fill out these forms. They did that. And we treated them as if they were, like, jumping over a fence. Invasion, Dave. Yeah. He used, and they used the word invasion over and over again. Right. And my question to you now is, why don't people see that as fake news? It just yeah. disappeared. I mean, Trump was, he was what? Um, he was coming out and saying, Dave, he was, this is a, uh, what's, what's that word, Dave? He's going to say a state of emergency, right? Oh, what's that noise in the background there? Oh, God, it's, it's my wife putting some dishes <laughs> away. Isn't that funny how well that gets picked up? Isn't that yeah. amazing? But, I mean, he was declaring, that's what the word I'm looking for. He was declaring a state of emergency. Right over this, so he could get border wall money. And right, then so just he could go- get border wall money, and if he declares a state of emergency, that also gives him certain presidential powers. And then it all goes away, like right after the election. Coincidentally, it yeah. all goes away, and then he's talking about fake news, and all these people are fake, and this is fake, and don't believe it. Why don't people see this as fake? That was the the epitome. Of fake news. Yeah. I just don't get it. This- well, and it's crazy. And then YouTube and Facebook have started a crackdown on left leaning media, like either 
deleting people or or removing certain episodes, um, but leaving right leaning right wing leaning stuff, even like extremist like neo Nazi stuff. But meanwhile, people like Alex Jones got kicked off Facebook or uh, YouTube for good. Um, I mean, Alex Jones, don't get me wrong. He's done some, he's fucking kind of a wingnut, but he has actually broke some stories. Um, hmm. Like he, he broke this one story about the Bohemian Grove up, up here in Sonoma County. Um, and he f- snuck in and filmed it. And I can vouch absolutely 100% that what he posted was actual footage of what I saw when I worked there. Hmm. So I can absolutely 100% verify that he broke that story and you'll never see anybody even talk about it um but you know he goes off about the families of sandy hook calling it sandy hoax and boom they removed him off of off of youtube forever not just that one thing but all of his content yeah boy doesn't that get you into a freedom of speech in in that's terrible freedom of speech i mean how how do you get around that Right. That's huge censorship. How can you be blacklisted from one of the biggest platforms for life and, and have no trial or anything? Right. It was like the it was like the YouTube court decided on its own. Look, hey, look, Dave, I think the guy's nuts, but he's got a right to say certain things. I mean, I guess it would be nice to, to have all of these things under a situation where you're going to get fact checked. Okay, right. Well, again, you know what? Tony, you know what? Tony, is, I agree, but but shy of that, who's going to do that? But but just let anybody say anything, and and you be the judge. If you don't like what they're saying, change the damn channel. Apparently, the owners of YouTube or whatever got pressured from the families of Sandy Hook victims. Like this is driving me crazy to see this on social media. Well, change the channel then. Don't watch it. Don't watch Alex Jones, right? It does seem pretty simple. Pretty simple. Unfortunately, Dave, we've seen, you know, you hear different rhetoric and you hear different things and a lot of people just believe it. Somehow, some way, there's got to be a way to clean up some of this, you know, by by fact-checking, Dave, not by just kicking you off somewhere. Well, if you're a news I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of that. I don't want people saying you can't speak out. That's scary. I agree with you. With a news organization, they should be held to a higher standard, and they should have to verify and fact check everything that they broadcast as quote-unquote news. Mm -hmm. But you, me, or Alex Jones should be able to go on and say anything shy of, like, fire or, you know, kill the president. Right. Yeah. Fomenting violence, Dave, is, Fomenting you know, violence. you are crossing a line. Right. You should, you know, nothing condones that, but shy of, of endangering anybody, you should be able to say whatever the hell you want. Yeah. I, I, you know, Dave, I'm a firm believer in that. I don't like neo-Nazis. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a right. and say I don't like neo-Nazis, but... But let them bury you, themselves. Yeah. You can... If you can stop them from talking, who's going to be the arbiter of what's permissible and what isn't? Right. That's you, where you get scary. Becomes a very slippery slope. And now who's, in, now who's in power? What's their agenda? And who are they going to silence? Yeah. When, when you hear the Trump administration call all this media the enemy of the people, Dave, and people are buying it and journalists are afraid people are afraid to tell the truth dave well Tony, scary afraid to tell the truth well julian assange is in jail fearing that if he leave you know he's going to be extradited to the u.s and then executed um manning whatever chelsea manning i guess now chelsea manning is in hiding right um or no chelsea chelsea manning's in prison also also being charged a thousand dollars a day, so being financially punished beyond anything she'll ever be able to afford. Um, and then there, you know, there's a couple other ones, but it, well, and then you got Khashoggi, right? Mm-hmm. Chopped up and thrown away. Um, 
so unbelievable. There's a war on journalism, you know, and I mean, if that's not a slippery slope towards fascism, I don't know what is like, you're not arresting the people that committed the war crimes, but you're, you're, you're arresting the people that outed the, the criminal that committed. Oh, the war crimes. And Dave, this is why I hate this administration so much because right off the bat, it's, News is all fake if it's unfavorable to me. Right. That's just, and and so many people are buying this, Dave. There, in fact, there was a, um, I think it was Bill Maher who was saying, "Do you know that seventy percent of all Trump supporters get their news mostly from Donald Trump himself?" Oh my God! I know. I know what I wanted to interject about that slippery slope of censorship. Um, and about the war on journalism, chiming in what you were saying. So this happened not long ago, three weeks or a month ago or something. The journalist Max Blumenthal was reporting on the U.S. M- the Venezuelan embassy here in the U.S. It was under siege by pro Guaido supporters, and they were blocking the people in the embassy from receiving any food. So he was there reporting on it. Well. Some government deep state spooks were spying on him, saw that he was there and at four in the morning. They came and arrest came into his apartment, you know, with guns drawn and arrested him and threw him in jail for three days. Wow. For reporting. That that yeah. happened here in the US, Tony. Yeah, it's it's just frightening, dude. I mean, how far does this go? How, How far, far does it go? Does it go? Yeah. Am I going to be taken away in the middle of the night? How far right. does it go? I mean, good, you know, it would be a wonderful thing if all of a sudden, you know, on these podcasts, and I hope I can be a part of more, that, you know, we're gonna, we would get a, a substantial following. That would just be fantastic. But, gee, what if, like, I get a knock on the door one day and they just haul me away? Is, is that yeah. where we're headed? I want 49,500 followers because I truly believe if you have 50,000 people following you and you're anti-establishment, you're going to get suicided. That's <laughs> mm, very scary. But, David, I'm going to have to call it a night. Um, Got to get up real early tomorrow, but I, I appreciate being with you. Good Tony, talk. This, has been, this has been fantastic. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This has been And Another Thing with Dave with our guest, Tony Schultz. Please tune in on uh, YouTube at And Another Thing with Dave on uh, Anchor.fm and on Spotify at And Another Thing. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Talk to you soon, Tony. Have a wonderful night. Good night, Dave. Good night.